Hey everyone, my name is Yara and you're listening to the Daydream Rose podcast. Yes, I have said this very sentence very many times this year and I want to begin this uh, episode by just saying thank you so much for your support this year. Honestly, it's been incredible to see the podcast grow and to speak to so many people, to receive this much feedback, to meet you all at live workshops and to just generally make magic happen together and I I'm I don't know what to say I'm just so happy that I get to do this work and that you're on board and that it means something to some of you and I'm so grateful to everyone who has said yes to yes to being interviewed this year it's just beautiful it's really beautiful so yeah this is the last episode for this year I'm taking a little break over the holidays I've released a lot of content this year and I just need to rest a little bit. I've cleared my inbox this morning. Um, I'm just looking over my garden, sitting at my desk right now. Uh, and on Sunday, I'm leaving for Germany to Christmas for Christmas. And who knows? I have lots of ideas, and I'm like my fingers are almost tickling. Um, there's stuff I really want to do, and I know that once client work kicks back in in January, it'll be hard to make time for that. But that's something I really want to work on next year. And having more reliable income through Patreon and through your support has really enabled me to give this kind of creative and community building work more space. So thank you so much. Cool. So I'm actually really happy also to be ending this year um, with this particular interview because it's been so beautiful and it feels in a very beautiful way like I'm coming for a full circle because I worked with Danette who's my guest today almost three years ago just before I started this podcast she was my writing coach and I learned so much from her most of all I had so many good giggles and I just it really shaped the way I'm now thinking about creativity so I'm super happy we had this conversation and I think you'll like it too we talked about how Danette got married to herself many years ago about creating new traditions about getting really clear what we want from life about sustaining commitment to ourselves and our creativity in the long term which is fucking tricky why we love podcasting so much and about making awkward art so yeah enjoy this episode and please support Danette she is absolutely wonderful I'm so in love with her podcast called The Soft Shoulder I'm really excited whenever a new episode pops up on my phone and I just love her voice and yeah I'm, I'm really excited to share with you because I think uh, she's just the gift I have a few announcements before we start with the episode. The first one is that I wanted to let you know what I've created for Patreons this month. So as you know, I'm running a year-long program called The Magic of Embodiment, which is very, very rich. It has a ton of people, more than 100 people in it, and it's just such a joy to create. So we're looking at ritual and tarot and folk herbalism through the, through the lens of embodiment, which is something that's been really important to me the, couple of, the last couple of years. I learned a ton in this area myself and I'm still doing that and I also really want to pass it on. So it's financially pretty accessible. You can get access by pledging $3 or more on my Patreon. The link is, as always, in the show notes. And then each month on the new year, you'll receive a package of digital goodies to work with in your own way and we also have live workshops every other month that you get invitations to so this month for example the theme is dreaming which felt really good because it's 
you know, it's the season of dreaming and turning inwards. So I created an audio intro on radical dreaming. I'm sharing a recipe where we have very sensual silky body oil. There's a mugwort dream ritual. There's a plant friend profile for lavender. A self-massage practice for hands and arms. A tarot spread to dream into the new year. A journaling and movement practice to hold space for dreams, a dreamy playlist, and a space to share wishes and questions. So yeah, you can still join that and catch up. You'll also get access to um, the previous modules, which were about grounding and then one on protection. And you can cancel your pledge at any time. The other thing I want to announce that I'm also really excited about is that in January, um, actually starting January 20th on the, on the full moon, I'm starting a live round of the DIY Business Magic podcast. Um, sorry, the program, not the podcast. The podcast is something you should also check out, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. So the program is a very rich video course with eight modules that's self-paced. So you can study this in your own time. You can join this program anytime. And it teaches you everything I know about business and especially running a small business online. So I'm sharing my screen. I'm showing you how I'm setting my... Um, software systems up, how I'm building my newsletter, what I do on social media, how I create content, how I brand things and design. Um, but I'm also covering things like self-care for entrepreneurs and rituals and building community, which I think is really important. So you can join that anytime and it's accessible for a pledge of $11 or more on my Patreon. But if you join before 20, January 20th, you can join the live round, which means that you'll get two invitations to live workshops each month where we're looking at each of these modules so you get a chance to um, meet like-minded people and ask me anything. We can look at what you're currently working on and we can just go a little bit deeper. So I'm really excited to create this community experience without having to increase the price because so many people are on board now. So I think it would be still small enough for everyone to get to ask their questions and for us to say hi to each other. But um, but yeah, it's going to be great fun. So consider joining that if you are um, a business person. And if not, that's cool. Consider joining the magic of embodiment. But yeah, so before I let you go, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing this. If you know anyone who might be interested, I'm honestly wishing you the most beautiful holidays if you're celebrating and a really beautiful start to the new year. And I'm so incredibly excited to see what kind of magic we can do together next year. So I want to hear from you. Um, what you're wishing for and what you want more of and I want to see yeah what else we can come up with because 2018 has been incredible and I'm so grateful so yeah thank you so much hi everyone I have someone very beautiful and insightful and delightful and giggly with me today it's Danette from the Radical um, Creative Sanctuary so I want to tell you how I know Danette because I know most podcast guests in like weird and wonderful ways. <laughs> so about two and a half years ago, Danette was my writing coach and it was such a beautiful experience. Now, I would love to say that the book is out there at this time. It is not, but it is coming. And I really feel that I've learned so much about writing and keeping at it and being authentic and sharing uncomfortable truth and just the creative process you know as a whole from the net so i'm really excited to speak to her today 
Um, Danette is a personal life coach. She's also an artist and a writer, and she's specializing in heartbreak and self-love, which are obviously, if you've listened to the podcast, big themes in my life too. And I just really adore her work and also her podcast. We were just, um, before we started recording, talking about how much we love this medium because it's so beautiful to hear people's actual voices. And when Danette's podcast came out this year, it just made so much sense to me. I was like, oh my God, yes, I've been needing this in my life. And I'm so happy it's happening. So I get excited every every time a new episode comes out. But I'll stop fangirling now. <laughs> then <laughs> over to Danette. Hi, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. You know, it's funny when you tell the story about how we first met, I remember just those sessions feelings, just loving your story and loving what you were interested in and the conversations you were having through writing. And so this just feels like a beautiful continuation of that conversation. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. As you were saying that, I just remembered that we used to giggle so much in our sessions. <laughs> yeah. Consider yourself warned or everybody. <laughs> yeah. And one time I said to you, I'm having such good laughs. Like I would pay for this even if we just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's let's give people even more context. Um, yeah. I would love everyone to know where you are in the world right now and what nature is like around you. Yes, well, um, so I'm calling from Toronto, Ontario. I am in Canada. And this is the traditional territory of the Wendat, the Anishinaabek Nation, the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, the Mississaugas of the New Credit First Nations, and the Métis Nation. Mm-hmm. And I am in a cozy, glowy basement apartment that I call, I, when I first found this apartment, I, was, I didn't want a basement apartment, but that was what I could afford. And so to shed the negative beliefs and thoughts I was having about it, I, I named it the Bedrock Suite. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that I could really call in like the nourishing aspects of burrowing underground and like you know it's like a secret hideaway for geniuses to power up or something so I've um it's very cozy and lovely in here and outside um it's so it's a I'm in the city it's on like a you know a a street full of houses and it's been very bright and cold lately we had a uh, an incredibly gorgeous gratifying fall this year the colors were like Mother Nature in her finest was just showing off big time and it was nice and long with all the colors of the leaves and the rain. Um, so it hasn't, we had a few light dustings of snow, but mostly it's like we're just bracing for <laughs> the winter that's going to come. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. I would love to be there. Um, thank you for sharing. I would love to kind of dive into the deep end if that's cool. So yes. I know you're married to yourself as am I, and I, I know this whole story and I've listened to it a couple of times, but I want to hear it again. And I also want to share it with everyone. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, I was, I was an art student, um, or, or maybe I just graduated, but it was, you know, um, it was really a whim and uh, it was 17 and a half years ago and I, it was a horoscope. One of my favorite uh, horoscopes to read is uh, Rob Bresney's uh, Free Will Astrology. And at that time, it was December, he had these New Year's um, special horoscopes and the Sagittarian one was all about like 
I want to buy you a Tiffany diamond and I want you to give it to yourself. And I want you to have a <laughs> ceremony and like blah, blah, blah. And I just got it. And around that time, I'd just been dating a lot of people that just, it was just a lot of crash and burn obsessive mm -hmm. things that weren't really working out. And I think I had the realization just one day that, you know, we're not guaranteed a soulmate. We're not like, this isn't necessarily going to happen. And that might sound very negative, but it was more coming from the place of like, I don't want to be waiting for that. Mm, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I could be waiting my whole life and mm -hmm. who knows what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I started, I took the, and I, you know, it was definitely, um, you know, I'm a creative person. I thought this idea was fun. So I secretly just took it on and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm not just going to have this be a horoscope <laughs> that I ignore again. <laughs> So, um, so I planned my engagement. I planned to get engaged on Valentine's Day. And that was another part of it. A lot of this for me, I think, was I was young, mm -hmm. a little cynical, a little afraid. But also there was some kind of calling about um, how important this could be. And so a lot of it was reclaiming dates. So that was why the, um, the Valentine's Day engagement. Um, and I I just sort of slowly and quietly went through what I knew marriage to be. So a lot of this is just some random traditions I'd heard about or experienced through family. Um, and I made myself a necklace on Valentine's Day. I put it on. Mm -hmm. I planned a ceremony to be the opposite day of the year that of my birthday. So my birthday is December 7th. Mm -hmm. I got married June 7th. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was strategic also because I was like, well, I want to spread out these celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every six months I get to celebrate myself. And um, I didn't think much about it. You know, like the, the ceremony was really fun. I did the old, new, borrowed and blue thing because I always thought that was fun. Mm -hmm. I wrote vows. Um, all of it felt a little fun, but also a little uncomfortable. Like I, it was... There was something kind of sad and bizarre about it at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and when I look back, I think about, like, the ceremony is one thing, but the marriage is a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. So at that time, I was just, like, focusing on committing to actually going through with the ceremony. But in hindsight, I see myself as that young couple that has puppy love out of high school and just gets married. And it's really lovely, but they just have no idea what they're headed for like well, none of us but you know like like yeah. it's like they have not gone through that decade of their 20s into the 30s of navigating how they're going to evolve and change and evolve this marriage but they're just they're jumping in with the love so I see my self-marriage as that like it definitely went through and it continues to go through some huge evolutions in my life that I could not have anticipated when I was that you know short blue-haired girl on the beach calling in sick from work to marry myself <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's so beautiful and I yeah I love how you've continued to explore these themes in your life so and the next thing I would love to talk about is your podcast which I really love so it's called the soft shoulder podcast and it's incredible Thank um, you. um I, I don't to be really honest I don't totally know what my question really is I think <laughs> I would love to know more about how you came to a place where you were so clear that this is what you wanted to do right now. Because I think your, your work was a little bit more, um, I don't want to say generic, but you hadn't kind of committed to this <laughs> thing as much when we first worked together. Maybe I would say that. No, I love that you're calling me out on that. You are nailing exactly like the word committed 
is really funny because I had this, you know, like, so the first, the, for the first bunch of years, my marriage to myself was a personal thing. Yeah. I had no idea I would be a coach one day. And then when I was, and I started a blog called the drawing board and I was writing about things, um, I started kind of confessing and sharing it on my blog. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, you know, I started teaching workshops and had, you know, one beta thing for a deeper thing for my work. But the funny thing was around that was that like, here I am doing this thing, self-love, self-marriage specifically, and my own willingness to commit to self-marriage as, you know, this mission in my work and to, even in my own relationship with myself has, I've, I've noticed with humor how I've kind of like ostriched a little bit with that over the years. So you are right. <laughs> It wasn't. Yeah, it is huge. I mean, it's huge to make any kind of commitment. And yeah. then the next huge thing is to make a commitment publicly. Yes. And then to commit to something that not everyone understands. I mean, that's triple. Oh, yeah. That's wild. And I do that too. It's it's weird. <laughs> and they <Yeah>. are beautiful. <laughs> totally. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you just, you're just... <laughs> nailed it with those three points it is and I, I guess I'm mature I've matured enough into my like 17 years of marriage where I am comfortable that a lot of people this isn't for them yeah. like it's and I don't need to justify or defend it I know how what a huge impact it's had on my life and it's yeah. my story and I'm excited about where it's going so I don't need to talk to those people at parties and convince them anything else. <laughs> that's yeah. fine but the podcast um I, it's funny. It's like probably, you know, like you, Yarrow, that's like, there's, when we're creative people, there's so many things we could do and there's so many things we want to make and create, right? So many books we'd like to write. Oh God. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, podcast was always, as soon as I started listening to them years ago, I thought about it, but, uh, never prioritized it. There was always a lot of other things. And funny enough, um, you know, on my engagement anniversary, Valentine's Day this year, I was walking home and I slipped on a sidewalk on some black ice and, it, and smacked my head very hard on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just staring up at the black sky thinking, I shouldn't feel this okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a hard fall, but I wasn't, I didn't lose consciousness, but it, it really did some damage that day. So yeah. I've had to make a lot of changes. Um, so I have, um, I guess it's a mild traumatic brain injury or post-concussion syndrome. I don't know if those are interchangeable, but I had to make tons of changes and talk about my self-love being like called up, right? Mm -hmm. Because... <laughs> I had to really walk this talk in a much bigger way with a lot of permissions to change my life in order to create the conditions for healing. Mm -hmm. And that means, you know, big time boundaries and a lot of saying no's and a lot of forgiving myself for dropping all kinds of balls, um, just not being able to keep up the way I was before. Um, I am looking forward to a complete full recovery and I have faith in this, but I also know it's going to take a while. So mm -hmm. In limiting the work that I was doing, classes I was teaching, etc., I sat down and just started to record with the help, I have to say, my friend Allison Tarr um, on Instagram, she has a, a wonderful account, uh, Tech Coven, which immediately when she told me about that, I thought of you. I was like, oh, I know exactly who that's for. <laughs> um, but she, she just offered to help me. She's been such an amazing friend. She also did my website. And... Um, you know, she said if I could get started, she was going to help me, um, you know, make it a real thing, <laughs> bring it to life to the world. 
So thanks to her, I just sat down and started recording and it was such an important thing for me because um, a part of healing, well, part of these injuries is, you know, there's a lot of depression, anxiety, um, there's a lot of symptoms, all kinds of symptoms, but those are a big part of it. And, you know, being useful mm-hmm. is really important. So I felt like when I started recording it and sending it out, even if it was two, three people listening, it was more like I could help more people just in that little period of time and effort on my end. Mm-hmm. And that's been growing more and more. And it's just been so wonderful. And so it was sort of a fluke and a weird gift that I, you know, because of the limitations, I sat down to record, but also it's, I'm loving the medium so much more than I even imagined I would. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know like you feel the same way about your podcasts. Mm, yeah. I really love it. Yeah. Ah, that is so beautiful to hear. Um, I'm just so happy that you're gifting the world this podcast and I'm excited for everyone to check it out. Um, something that I feel I've really learned from you is what we kind of briefly already touched on is the, yeah, this process of creating something in our mind and then actually bring it out into the world, which yeah. is not just a technical skill, but also a question of having priorities and courage <laughs> and all these, you know, like, you know, the willingness to be misunderstood. Yeah, I said uh, before we started recording that I just recently started studying illustration and I'm so happy I made this choice for myself because I feel like I'm, uh, getting to experience a whole other world of creativity later in life and, yeah. and you know, at a time where I can appreciate it so much more. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I would love to hear from you a little bit more about what creativity means to you and how maybe that's changed over time. Yeah. Well, I'd love that you're an art student. Like, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so much. Um, and I think going to art school... I mean, there's no like right or wrong way to, you know, our paths are our paths, but I think they're, you're right. There's a special gift to coming in once you already have some kind of sense of who you are. Like once you've done some exploration, you're going in by choice. I think a lot of times like, well, I, I kind of did both actually. I went to art school straight out of high school because that's what ever was kind of, ex- I wanted to, but also it was expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had to return back to it later and I, um, to get my, to finish up a degree. And I just realized I was like, I remember those quote unquote old people in our classes when I, when I was like 18 going on 19 in this art college and just, you know, they just felt like this foreign entity. And it was like, and then I was like, Oh my God, I just was so, I had so much more appreciation for learning mm-hmm. and for, you know, what I could get from these teachers or from the students, the experience. I just felt like I could maximize that experience so much. So I'm, I'm so excited to hear more about your studies um, and creativity. I think, has also changed over the years. So, you know, it's, it's one of those words that I say a lot, I hear a lot. And I think we all might have different ideas of what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not just about art and it's not just about craft and it's not even about necessarily expressing, I don't think, you know, like you might not even see it. But so I think when I think of creativity now, I think about creating. So being actively engaged in your life right from the from the place of thought mm-hmm. you know, of, of not just responding and reacting and being an audience or an absorber um but making something new making basically making choices mm-hmm. you know from a place of consciousness or intuition or wherever it is but i uh, i think creativity is a lot about choice yeah mm. 
what's that? What's your? I'm curious what your definition of creativity is. Oh, at the moment, I feel like my experience. I know that wasn't exactly your question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like at the moment, my experience of creativity is very humbling, because. So I'm gonna say something. I know it's a cliche. So. I was going to say, I can't draw. I know, you know, I know, I know, okay? <laughs> I don't have any formal training in technical drawing, and I'm finding it very hard to both draw from memory or, or copying an image. And I get quite frustrated about it not looking the way I would like it to look. So that's yeah. been like a really huge process for me of digging around, you know, what can I be happy with and where's the joy and just expressing myself and what is all the beauty to be found in, in starting new and being a beginner again and yeah. then also getting creative with um, workaround solutions. So, for example, I'm not, well, I was going to say I'm not very good at shading. <laughs> but I, <laughs> what I mean is I just haven't practiced shading a lot and uh -huh. it doesn't really look the way I would like it to look when I try it. So what I'm doing at the moment is like creating these big, um, so I'm just making like big sheets of paper in, in different watercolor textures and they're all forest colors and then I cut them out and I um, use blue tag, which might be a just UK thing, but it's like a sticky kind of weird stuff that you usually used to stick paper on the wall. Oh, um, yeah, I know that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and so I stick the, um, the cutout pieces together into like little woodland scenes. And because mm. of the blue tag between the different layers, it has some kind of depth. Um, that I can't create through uh, shading because I haven't learned that yet. Um, oh, yeah. I think that kind of illustrates where I'm at with creativity at the moment and what, what I'm thinking about. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful illustration too. It's like, like, what do you do instead, right? It's like, well, I want to look like this. I haven't, and I love that reframe. I'm going to use that. This Instead of I'm not good at this, it's like, well, I haven't practiced that and it's not where I'd love it to be. Like, that's that's such a beautiful way of saying it. Cause that's true. Like drawing, shading, those are skills. You mm -hmm. just have to put the hours in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really love that. And uh, I actually personally love um, when people say they can't draw. Mm -hmm. um, I, I used to feel kind of like this pang wishing that I, ha I could be untrained Ooh. <laughs> because I had been trained like so early and so quickly and, and then rewarded for the things that specifically that looked realistic mm -hmm. right so that's the very specific style yeah, yeah. and approach to art and it's certainly not the only kind and there's and it's complicated because it's got a whole value system and other things right of like what's what's art and what doesn't count and whose voices count so when I would see someone draw something and you could tell that it was like more of like a fresh beginner's mind drawing like more <laughs> of like oh they don't have all those like trained their arm hasn't been trained to do that perfectly in quotes um I felt like I couldn't access that voice in my own drawing anymore yeah. and I missed it. So there, there is um, some beauty into that too. Yeah. <sighs> I see. I'm so jealous. I would love to be able to sit down and make something that's realistic. And I think the story in my head at the moment is a little bit that once I have mastered the rules, it will be so much more exciting to break them. Whereas yes. I break them out of necessity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, oh, wow. and that's creativity, right? Is like finding that blue tack and like finding a new way, right? Like I think, I think that limits. Actually, this is interesting. I think that limits are. It's one of my favorite creative tools. Like, if you only have a certain size canvas, or if you only have a certain few colors, yeah. you have to figure out how to make those things work. And I feel like 
this year for me, I only have a certain amount of energy. Mm-hmm. And I've been more creative in these last nine or 10 months now, just with how I'm spending my time and how I'm living my life because I've had to mm-hmm. uh, make these choices. So, yeah. That brings me to something I feel like I've been wanting to share for a while, but I just hadn't come across the story that you just gave me to illustrate this, which is, and, and I think I also hesitated because it's quite hard to really name this in like a sensitive way. So basically this is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I really think that I see businesses all around me that become, have become incredibly beautiful and resilient and resilient because there has been so much limitation Mm. around how they've been grown. And, and I think the reason I hesitate saying that is because of course the reason it works for me and many others is that we have a lot of privilege and, we had a lot of access to technology. You know, we had some understanding of tech with white people. Um, there's many more things I could list. Um, and then there were other things that were actually really challenging. So I, for example, had zero money. I was really deep in my overdraft when I started my web design business. And also I was quite poorly and I um, didn't have a real transition job. So I was working as a freelance writer at the time, but I was really just barely making minimum wage after taxes and all that. Mm -hmm. And it was horrible. So I needed to make it happen quite quickly. And I made a lot of compromises in the first two years that I wouldn't make now. But at the same time, I feel like there's been so much grounding and resilience and the need for clarity because of that. You know, like you were saying, you only have so much energy now and it just forces you to become very intentional about how you're spending it and what you're doing with your time. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's also beautiful and challenging. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah. I I see a lot of examples of that. I have a friend, uh, Oh, I'm nervous now. I'm going to mispronounce her last name. You know, when you just get used to looking at text, (laughs) recognizing someone's handle and I'm like, I've never said that out loud. Uh, my friend Elena is an incredible art maker illustrator um, and you know um, yeah I've known her since I gosh it's been a really long time I met her in Toronto when she was an art student and you know she was always you know the two of us would bond over this whole idea of just this like you know time and how to focus and she just had so many interests so passionate so enthusiastic um, and you know, a little, I think she would admit to like a little bit chaotic and messy in, in her process, you know? Um, uh, and then, um, she ended up having a child. She got married. She had a child. She moved to Germany. She had another child and it wouldn't be the conditions that you think, oh, she went to school. I think she got her master's and something. I don't know. She was just lots of busyness, right? Lots of things demanding her time. And then all of a sudden that seemingly out of nowhere, I've, she just became so like the time that she had she used because she had to she she just had three minutes she was using it and she started doing um she started cutting out little bits of paper because that's what she had and that was easy and making little collages and experimenting with that on a small table because that's what she had Mm -hmm. and her work has evolved it is so, so beautiful and incredible and her fan base has grown so beautifully and organically and she's getting beautiful work from this it's like she just it was so funny. It was like, if you had told us this, you know, back in when we first met, we met in a place where we were, um, I, I used to paint dance costumes for a living. Oh, okay. <laughs> really cool. I was, uh, I inhaled for years. I could still cough up glitter from those days. Like it was, I was basically just using glue and glitter and like working with tutus and 
uh, all kinds of different dance costumes, but just brushing on the glue and then kind of painting by sprinkling all these different colors of glitter. Yeah. It was uh, an amazing job. And also, yeah, the glitter never leaves. <laughs> it just never leaves. But yeah, she was sort of uh, hired on there. Um, and that's how I met her there. But it was just, I would never have guessed where her career was going to go based on, you know, meeting yeah. her then and her process then. But it was the extreme limits of her time and resources that just brought out this really beautiful work that she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds beautiful. Um, I would, you know, since we're talking about our creative selves and other people that inspire us, I wondered what you would tell your younger self about heartbreak and all these things. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. And it, um, I think I would probably tell my younger self something really annoying, like just pay attention. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think I would have advice because as much as she could have used it, I f- really feel like um, I really feel so grounded and grateful for where I'm at. And I know that everything she went through mm-hmm. is what brought me here. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where I would feel really nervous about sending her too far astray. But I think what I would do is just reassure her mm-hmm. yeah. that, you know, her journey is, you know, to trust herself, to trust her experience and to pay loving attention to it, you know, yeah. because um, uh, it just feels now it feels necessary. I think then she might find me annoying to just say that, but uh, it was not <laughs> easy or fun. It didn't feel good a lot of the time. Yeah. but. Um, I really do feel like it's important. And looking back, I think, you know, she handled it so beautifully, like so, so much more. I think I would just want her to give herself a little more credit for how she was dealing with things. Yeah, that's really good. And I think this paying attention thing, it's just not a given at any stage in life, but particularly mm-hmm. when we're young and like my teenage and early 20s, I had so many things in my mind. It was hard to actually pay attention to what was right in front of me. Yeah. Mm. oh yeah I mean so much is going on it's just like we're little tornadoes you know of like emotion and hormones and I guess a lot of that is necessary <laughs> like we're kind of biologically things are happening but um yeah looking it's that time when you're looking for a lot of experts looking for advice and then even going from breakup to breakup um I don't know if you relate to this but say I can you know picture myself young going through something getting my heart broken and then you make this declaration like well I'm not going to do that again I'm going to do the opposite or I'm not going to date that type of person again or I'm no one who wears a yellow sweater I'm never going <laughs> to date someone in a yellow sweater and they're just random and it doesn't matter because it, it it can never really be repeated right and then we're just creating these new limitations and then when that doesn't work we change them and yeah. um, you know and then eventually it's like you know it's yeah, we can't save ourselves from the pain. If we're wanting to love mm-hmm. and wanting to be open to new experience and to, never mind just having it work and feel safe, which I respect that. I mean, I, safety is really important. But like, mm-hmm. what about that other person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, I don't want to be loved by someone just on the basis that I'm not wearing a yellow sweater like their ex did. Like, yeah. I would like them to see me and pay attention to me and get to know yeah. me and us and who we will be together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the relationship that gets created between us, not mm-hmm. in that way of completing one another, but of like when we come together, we create a unique container and what can grow here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, listening to you, I was just feeling so much gratitude for being my 30s now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> it's so much easier, <laughs> and I hope it gets even easier from here. As I mean, it's still hard, you know, no shit, but oh. it's it definitely gotten easier, and and that's super sweet. Yeah. Well, Yara, you pay so much beautiful attention to yourself and to the heart and to the world, which Aww. I think you do so so beautifully because it feels like. Yeah, it's like way deep inside of yourself, but you're also looking so big. I think it takes a, a special kind of uh, like strength and flexibility to hold both of those. Oh, thank you. you. And, uh, and I don't want to say that it's just going to get harder, but I feel like it's it's not that things are going to get easier, but I just think that we're better and better. Our muscles get stronger. Yes. Yeah. So it's like if, you know, if I'm like lifting, it's like, you know, I'm going to just keep on upping the weight or upping the challenges, but that's because... I can handle that now. So like, I'm just finding new edges of, of how to use my body or how to use these muscles. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And it's beautiful to see that that's really coming outside from ourselves. I feel like there's this outward thing of maybe being better at having boundaries and being better at communication. But at the end of the day, that's, I think the, the thing that really nourishes resilience and creativity with limitations in relationship is just the relationship that we have with ourselves and yeah. we just get to hang out all the time so that's getting easier too which is great. <laughs> <laughs> totally and you're right it, it all comes it all starts there like I think it's it's um in this day and age where increasingly it seems like that instant gratification that quick I was on a call like just making an appointment and the woman on the phone needed to check the scheduling you know, so I was like, oh, do you have this time available? And she immediately apologized because she didn't have the answer, like within a second, you know, and I was like, oh, no, man, I'm, I'm not in a hurry. Like, you got to check the book. Like, but I, I could see that it wasn't her fault. Like, she's just, we're just used to this, you know, immediacy. Yeah. Yeah. And so the self-marriage work that I'm doing, I think, um, for me, making a commitment to bring it into my work mm -hmm. and to, um, teach and lead and coach people through their own self-marriage journeys is where I'm heading deeper into in 2019. Mm -hmm. And it's really, I think me making that commitment is also going to really hold space and call to the people who get that this isn't just about like next week, I'm going to wear a flower crown. I'm going to buy a ring. I'm going to do this thing. Like this is about the, that's really fun and part of it. Mm -hmm. but then it's like it's about that long game right it's about having if you're going to make boundaries how do you know what they're even going to be about like how do you even know what you're protecting if you don't know and love yourself on the inside they're just gonna they're gonna be more shoulds of like what's what am I supposed to say yeah. if you don't know yourself and that strength it's really like the going back to that bodybuilding yeah. <laughs> which I don't do um <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, it's like, I see that as like the core strength, like all the muscles are important, but like the self-marriage work is the core that supports all the other things that you're doing. Yeah, that's so true. Um, <laughs> funny, I just had a really good thought and I forgot it and I, I was just earlier about just saying that. Well, give me a second, I really want to find it, it was quite good. Now I'm building it up so much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back. So there was the oh, um, I found yeah. it. I found it. <laughs> okay. So um, I wanted to say I really also love how you're inviting people in that are still skeptical. So I know, mm. I know that some of your wording, for example, I don't know if that's still the case, but you used to say 
um, these are flirting with self-marriage workshops and it really just felt like anyone could come who's interested in mm-hmm. working on their relationship with their self, whether or not they can imagine really, you know, tying them up with themselves or mm-hmm. they're just curious. So I really love that as well. Yeah, I think it's, um, well, marriage is a really loaded topic, obviously, and, and everyone's coming in with their own experience of that. And I also know some people who, you know, do this work of self-marriage, but they didn't have a ceremony and they wouldn't call themselves that, but it's just like a lot of, you know, partners that I know who, you know, don't ever have an official ceremony, but they're making a lifelong commitment. So it, it really can look like anything. Yeah. It's a, it's a metaphor and a container for it. But what I, what I love is that what I've done and, you know, and I've seen it pop up in other places. People will definitely think of me when they think of self-marriage and send me articles about other stories or other people who have done it. It's, different every time and what's beautiful is that because there is no other person involved you don't have to have it be a legal thing it's not a religious thing you don't need anyone's approval at all Mm -hmm. so you really can do it your own way and I would almost I don't want to use the word should but I think that's kind of the point right is that it's just about you it's one of the only things that you do with this kind of um, ceremony and attention that Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter there is no should you can let go of all of that and create it but it I think the I think back to you know my wedding and I love the old new borrowed blue and the you know wedding band like I like symbolic things and just to play with them so it also invites people in that they don't have to you don't have to see marriage in a certain way you don't have to be pro or against anything uh, you can pick and choose what it is that you want to do what means it's all about it being beautiful and meaningful for you yeah. whatever that looks like yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Well, that leads me beautifully into my next question. Um, mm-hmm. I know you already said you want to be really intentional with your time and energy. So I would love to know what your wishes are for next year, both for yourself and your business and also maybe collectively. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, I was thinking of, I have a, a new relationship with wishing. Um, <laughs> I think I used to wish also with a plan in my head, you know, yeah. And now I just feel really connected to this whole unpredictability thing that was always true the whole time. (laughs) I thought I could control it with a plan. Um, For myself, my individual wishes, um, the number one thing is to healing my brain. And just like, that's my number one thing is just to show my body how much I love it, how much I love myself, give it the space and time it needs no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think uh, I'm excited about... um, the what it takes for me to get to that place what it takes for me to facilitate the healing are going to be practices and muscles that i'm building out that once my brain is healed this is my wish is that i will have this new incredible set of self-love strengths to then apply with this new energy that i will have gained back Mm. after the healing is done and um i don't know what it's going to look like yet but i definitely I'm getting a big, you know, universe knock at the door, like louder and louder about bringing uh, Radical Vows. That's the name that I have given to my self-marriage work when I run the workshops. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing that to a community of self-lovers who are really ready to show up and make a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought I would do an online thing, but I, that's definitely working for me these days. So I'm starting to dream about what that's going to look like in business. I really want to have these con- The podcast wonderful to have the conversations um, but I really want to have those uh, go deeper with a group of people who um, want to share that with one another. And uh, collective hope, uh, <laughs> collective wishes is hope. Um, 
I've been thinking a lot about hope mm-hmm. and just about, um, yeah, like I just, um, I know with so much that's going on that's painful and um, difficult to be with, mm-hmm. um, I notice in myself and in my own community and communities online where it's just this, the, the, this, the despair goes, you know, just with this feeling of powerlessness, you know, of just whatever it is that we're looking at and facing in the world that requires huge courage and resilience. Um, I feel like it needs to start with hope because mm-hmm. um, we're just not the kind of actions that we can get into out of desperation and panic. Yeah. I don't think that those are the answers that we need. And I think uh, it's quite daring and, and um, uh, I'm really impressed with people who have hope these days. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes. Me too. So, yeah. And when they give it to me, when I see uh, someone speaking or when I read something and I feel hope, it's like, I feel like I'm capable of like, you know, it's like a, a quantum leap. If I felt like maybe I can take this action when I feel full of hope, I feel mm-hmm. like I can do anything. And that it is like this superpower like yeah. feeling, you know, yeah. so, um, any way that we can do that with each other. And I think that hope sometimes it just looks like humor. Sometimes it just looks like a break, you know, sometimes it just dreaming of what's possible and not engaging in, um, not fueling the fire, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I was thinking about, um, there's this comic, I wish I knew who the artist was, but there's this little character walking around, making a mess, yelling, you know, dumping, dumping over all these things and uh, getting upset about everything. And at the end, they're yelling, I'm sick of all this negativity. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think about like, even when I, you know, when we look at people that we think are um, creating harm and creating you know, the negativity, whatever, on whatever scale, when we match that with negativity, we're just adding to it, right? So it's, it's quite, uh, I'm, I'm exploring what that means. And Brene Brown is definitely my go-to for this in terms of what that means to, to create hope and to live in hope and to be the hope that I want to see in other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also reading Active Hope by Joanna Macy at the moment and find it really helpful. Mm, Nice. Great recommendation. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Before we go, I would love everyone to know where they can find you and what you're currently offering. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, um, RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com is my website. Um, I have, um, I'm mostly on Instagram social media wise. That's pretty much where I hang out and I really enjoy that. Uh, I'm, I'm really loving, uh, bringing more attention to my newsletters these days. And if you sign up for the newsletter, you receive the, what I've created, the seven houses of heartbreak. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like a map because as I've discovered in my many, many trainings of going through breakups (laughs) is that it's not just a broken and fixed. It's not just a light switch. And there's lots of nuanced ways of moving through that that can sometimes go on years afterwards when we think everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can sign up for that on my homepage. But uh, basically there and uh, the Soft Shoulder Podcast is my podcast um, that comes out around about twice a month. Mm Um, yeah, those are the three best places. And you can always shoot me an email and say, hi, it's Danette at RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to emphasize again, I love this podcast so much. It's really beautiful. It has also encouraged me to do more solo episodes because I uh, just love listening to you talking to yourself. It's great. <laughs> it I, I really love listening to solo episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's really yeah. nice and fun they're doing that. Yeah, there's, it feels really harmonious to just drop into one person's voice, I think. And yeah, yeah I mean, the conversations are really beautiful too. I love this one, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're both sitting here talking, being like, I really like it when there's one person talking. <laughs> <laughs> they're both wonderful but yeah I feel like I can and you're, the sound of your voice is so I'm sure you hear this all the time but I could just like put your voice on and like all day fall asleep to it wake up to it it's so nice I feel the same about your voice thank you so so much Janet I'm really excited to share this and I'm just really touched by everything you said and yeah I'm so happy to know you thank you so much for today oh, thank you so much I feel the same way thanks for having me here thank you